Welcome to Honor the Wayne Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons. My co-host, former Michigan offensive lineman Thomas Gwines, and our host of the ASAP Elite podcast, Rob Penn. What up, dude? I'll start this episode the same way I started the first episode we recorded. The back-to-back Big Ten champion Michigan Wolverines. How does that sound? That's a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, last Saturday, the Wolverines defeated the Purdue Boilermakers 43-22 to to win their second consecutive Big Ten title. J.J. McCarthy completed 11 of 17 passes for 161 yards and three touchdowns. Donovan Edwards had 185 yards rushing and a touchdown, and Ronnie Bill had five catches for 67 yards and one touchdown. Thomas, how does it feel to be Big Ten champions once again? It's always a uh, pleasant feeling to be back atop of the uh, Big Ten Mountain, so to speak. But with that being said, understanding that when you get to the top of the mountain, it's sometimes harder to stay at that position. Mm-hmm. When you have everybody in the conference gunning from you, gunning for you now, there's no way in which you can continue to fly under the radar that you are now at, at the head of the class, so to speak. So with that being said, yep, it's a great position to be in, but we have to continue to strive, continue to get better, continue to lay those bricks, as I said time and time again, in order to stay at the top of the mountain. Because, again, as I said before, it's not the Michigan of the early 2000s, right, or that or that mid-2000s span. Um, we are starting to get that that recognition again. We're starting to bring that luster back to the to the block M, and as long as we continue to progress, continue to stay in those national conversations, not just conference conversa- conversations, um, we're going to have people gunning for us. But as Coach Harbaugh would say, where would you rather be? So, Rob, what do you think of Saturday's performance by the Wolverines? I mean, it was like like Thomas just looked to, you know, uh, who's got it better than us? Nobody. <laughs> you feel me? I think that it was the, a typical Michigan Wolverine game, you know, but this time we went into halftime, you know, 14-13, if I'm not mistaken. We were still there in that same little uh, spread type, you know, <laughs> deal, you know, where we could have been up by two or down by two and still in great shape, you right. know. Uh, but they put it all together again. It was a collective uh, that they executed perfectly. The game plan is like second nature now, you know. Uh, we are – looking to become the best team record-wise in a University of Michigan history. You know, 14-0, and I'm a 15-0. What would, it, what would it be, 14-0? You 14-0 if we, uh, well, when we when we pull this off against the Horn Dogs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll be 14-0. You know, I think the 97 team was uh, 12-0. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so, we're, we're, so we may already be the most winningest team, you know, in the, in the history of the program. That's a big deal. You know, that's a huge deal. Uh, so hats off to my coach, you know, for continuously putting on these clinics, man, you know, and showing that he may be the best coach in college football with the best. Well, the one, the yeah. one thing that I really wanted, would like to reiterate is patience. And we continue to show patience. We continue to stick to our guns. Robert said it time and time again, um, during the course of us, you know, getting together, doing these podcasts, it's about tenderizing those ribs, 
And by the time we get to that third quarter, you know, when, you know, when you, when you smoking a rack of ribs and you do it just right and mm-hmm. you can actually pull the bone out, bone out the meat, then, you know, that's when you know it's ready. And Oops. we continue, right. But we continue to do that no matter where we're at. And as you alluded to so eloquently is that halftime, we were still basically in our wheelhouse based off of what we've been doing all year. Up, down by a touchdown, you know, nothing super crazy, either us being up or down, but coming out and making those second half adjustments when we're really able to get those chunk plays. And I think that's one of the big things that we've been living on this uh, this past season is our ability, other than the Illinois game, is our ability to have those chunk plays in the third and fourth quarters, which are huge. You know, um, Kyle, you alluded to the numbers that we threw up. And they weren't the gaudy numbers we've been throwing up all year, but they came at the right time, very appropriate. Right. And literally when you saw that momentum coming and we were able to get those scores out, you know, that was us basically just continuing to press the gas, put the last nail in the coffin and, and breaking the proverbial back and will of the Purdue Boilermakers. Hey, hey, one thing about this team also is, you know, we've been talking about this offense all year, you know, but we've been talking about the defense. We've been talking about the defense. Mm-hmm. Now the nation is, is is beginning to talk about this defense. They're starting to know the players. You know, hey, right. that number 22 is hard. You know what I'm saying? Things like exactly. that is going on. You know what I'm saying? That, that lets you know what we're doing is a big deal. When people know the offensive alignment and things here in Arizona, that's something special. And the crazy thing yet again, Michigan Wolverines up for the Joe Moore Award, as I saw they're the semifinalists. Yeah. But the other caveat to that is, the other team that's involved in that as a semifinalist as well, TCU Horn oh. Frogs. Mm, so it's going to be real interesting to see who's going to have that A game. I know our boys are going to come out and do the damn thing. Um, the one thing that I was looking at when I went back and watched them play uh, K-State in that, man, super exciting game. Uh, Horn Frogs came up a little bit short, but their running back reminds me a lot of Donovan, but he also reminds me a lot of Blake. The guy's got good shift, uh, shifty moves, good quicks in between the tackles. But when you get him out there in space, he has very long strides. Like, again, we're going to have to show great contain. Kansas State provided the blueprint. Kansas State locked that running oh. back down. You get what I'm saying? There's, yeah. But when yeah. you watched him, you definitely knew that. If he got out, it could definitely be some problems. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, and that's the thing. Uh, Kansas State ran through the Big Twelve this year. The Big Twelve was trash. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it real. Let's keep it for real. Oklahoma mm-hmm. was down. Oklahoma State mm-hmm. was down. You know, uh, Texas was down. Everybody mm-hmm. was down. You know, you never knew when uh, uh, Baylor was going to come in and pop people. You know what I'm saying? Pop the top right. teams. Either they're a top team or Texas Tech can come in and pop a team. Right. That was a terrible league this year. And they haven't seen anything yet. They haven't been leaned on yet. On Sunday, the college football playoff teams were announced. The Georgia Bulldogs are the number one seed. The Michigan Wolverines are number two, followed by TCU and that team down south. So the Wolverines will be traveling down to Arizona where they'll play the TCU Horn Frogs in the Fiesta Bowl. Now, I know we won't dive too much into this TCU matchup this week. We'll probably talk about it as we get closer to the game. But I do have a few questions for both of you. Um, What do you think of these rankings? Do you think the committee got it right with the four teams? And also, 
What do you think of the Wolverines' chances of pulling this thing out? Hey, hey, first of all, we got to let you guys know, let the audience know that Under the Wing Helmet will be live in the house at the Fiesta Bowl on this sideline, bringing you some top-level content from your top players, y'all. Check us out. Show some love. But they got it right. No question. You know, because you couldn't put uh, Alabama in, man. Like that, uh, with the, they, what they say, no. they never let in the two-loss team? No, they haven't. They haven't, yeah. There you go. They had to stick to the script. You know, and if you want to be for real, you know, uh, all those teams in there kind of deserve to get in there with the season that they had, with their strength of schedule, with who they played and how they played. You know, uh, and the teams that got in on the back end, they lost in the last you know, last games of their season. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. there it is. No, I, I'm definitely uh... – and lockstep with with the with the committee as far as the four teams that are in. Um, again, as Rob alluded to, the first two teams, us and uh, Georgia, definitely should be in those in those particular spots respectively. But uh, with TCU, uh, they showed a lot of grit this year and um, definitely came out of you know the shadows, so to speak, to say, "Hey, we're here," and um, definitely looking forward to that 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 competition coming up. And, you know, when we talk about the team from down south, I'm not necessarily mad at it because my biggest thing was this. I just didn't want us to have to play them in the semifinal and not because it was a situation of any fear or or any hesitation uh, for the Buckeyes. I just wanted to see us play them for all the marbles. Mm. Imagine, imagine we talk <laughs> – we we talk about you know the game right, but imagine the circumstances that would come up from that. That this really is the game for literally all the marbles, not the Big Ten championship, not just you know regional bragging rights, mm-hmm. but national bragging rights. And imagine what that would do to the recruiting aspect, actually for both schools and probably you know the Big Ten as a whole. Um, yep. To have two Big Ten teams playing for the national championship, that would just be uber sexy. Now, do I think the Buckeyes stand a snowball chance in hell and beating the dogs? No. But, nope. you know, like I said, we can all hope and pray. I would love to face the Buckeyes for the, for the Natty. And, and you know what? When Rob said he was going to be on the sideline um, yeah. coming up for, for the upcoming game, if we're in the Natty, guess who else is going to be on the sideline bringing you some top-tier coverage? Run the back. Run the back. Yeah, if, if we played that team down south for the Natty, it would be the highest rated game in the history of college. Oh, there's no Barnum. doubt. I probably and wouldn't even watch it. I wouldn't watch it. I'll be, I'll be at the game and wouldn't watch it. You're going to beat the brakes off them. Hey, and the, and the other S. Other aspect of with it being in LA, imagine the Hollywood story that mm-hmm. would be written behind that. In the environment that it will be in, that story, traditional rivalry between both schools, between two historic football institutions, man, you couldn't paint a better picture than that. So hopefully, I'm hoping. I'm, I actually got a cheer for for uh, a Brutus coming up against the Dogs just because I will be chopping at the bit to play those guys for all the marbles. And like you said, this is really big for the Big Ten. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. First of all, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba has declared to go to the NFL uh, in, in NFL draft. So that just leaves them with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. as their only threat pretty much on the outside. 
Man, George about to put six people in there, man. Hey, like I said, I'm clear on it. I'm just talking about in in Thomas's head and, and my ability as the director to paint my own picture, so to speak, paint my own portrait. That's the game I would like to see for the national championship, just because of the two historic um, schools, but just the rivalry. You know, there is yep. no Michigan Georgia rivalry or whatever the case may be. Right now, I wanted to, I wanted to see them again too. So I knew we had a one a straight path to the championship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it it'll be a nice look, but you know, I just don't think that we will get there based off of the depletion of talent that those guys have had um, guys, you know, basically saying that they're not going to be playing in the bowl games and the, uh, the over the, the superfluous amount of talent that the Bulldogs, I just wanted to say superfluous uh, <laughs> <laughs> that the Bulldogs have on their roster right now. So it's, it's definitely going to be in us a couple of weeks. I did graduate three and a half years. This is the case right there. Perfect. O line, baby. You know we're the smartest yeah, on the yeah, field. No doubt, no doubt. I was like, oh, <laughs> for sure. So I guess that's it for this week's episode of Under the Wings Helmet. Come back next week as we start to set the table for that TCU game, and we we'll talk about a few other things going on in the Michigan, uh, Michigan world. Um, be sure to check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and the Believe Network. You can also watch us on YouTube, asapelite.com and Athletes TV. For Thomas Gwines and Rob Penn, I'm Kyle Simmons. Go Blue! Hell yeah. Go Blue! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.